for the first time in six years that night. She slept like a baby. She did not have a night terrors. Thank From you, then on, she's totally free of a night terrors. Praise she's God. no longer need anything, Quite anything. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, and we equip for that outpouring, that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We are so excited to have our friend, Pastor Young Briarly with us a second time, and she has been contending and equipping and engaging in a mighty outpouring in the Holy Spirit in her little church in the cornfield. And you're going to be absolutely amazed at some of the things that she shares with us today. Welcome to the podcast today. We're so happy that you're with us. And before we get started, we want to encourage you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and you can follow us there and follow us on uh, our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. And you can browse our bookstore and browse through our previous podcasts. And there's just lots of things that you can find there on our website. And you can give us feedback from this podcast or any other podcast that you've heard from us. Uh, You can write to us an email, feedback at globaloutpouring.org. So, Pastor Young Briarly, we're so grateful to the Lord that you have joined us today, and welcome to the Global Outpouring Podcast. Thank you so much, Sharon. I'm just so grateful what the Lord is doing, so I'm excited for this opportunity to share how amazing our God is. He is just glorious. And so, you were sharing with us on our last episode some of your testimony, how you came from a Buddhist home with uh, a, an abusive alcoholic father and God brought you to this country and you found Jesus and you found the Holy Spirit and you, you got called into the ministry. Um, one of the things that, that um, I've just been really blessed by watching you a little bit in, in the, the few encounters that we've had, the the excitement and the passion that you have for the Lord, yeah, and yeah. and just um, how how dedicated you are to following Him in, in everything. How did how did that come about in your life? <laughs> I don't know if I could actually say I'm that dedicated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the Holy Spirit working through you. Uh, yeah, I try. Um, but one of the things that I learned. If I can, you know, I guess one of the things I learned is that try to discipline myself, uh, stay constant and be consistent, whatever mm-hmm. I do. Yes. And in in my case, um, Jesus is very important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord is a very, uh, he's my first priority. He's everything to me. He's very important to me. So he takes first place in my heart. And if he is, then I need to discipline myself to do whatever it takes to get to know him better and in the, you know, order for me to do that. So there, there are things that I need to do it, you know. So, uh, some of the things that I did was 
I made sure that I spent at least the beginning with, because I didn't know anything about the prayer. I didn't know how you're supposed to pray. I've never heard really prayer or, you know, intimacy. I didn't even know what intimacy was. I'm just telling you, I was so naive. I was so ignorant about everything, about this relationship, Christianity, nothing. But I just want to tell you something. Holy Spirit is amazing. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know who this Holy Spirit was, <laughs> but God knew. God took this uh, little Korean girl, and he knew my excitement and my zeal. <laughs> and let me tell you this something. It's a funny story I will tell you. So when I got saved and my husband got saved, and we got involved in the prison ministry. So when we went in the prison, and so the leader of prison ministry said, but, you know, Young, why don't you come up and share something? So I probably shared for maybe a few minutes. So after it was, over, I was so excited, man, I got to share something, right? <laughs> so after the service was over, this guy came up to me. He goes, Sister Young, I didn't understand anything you said, <laughs> but you sure were excited. That blessed me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's, you communicated to his spirit. Yes. I said, thank you, Jesus. You know what? That did not embarrass me. That did not make me hide. But I was just so excited. And I just wanted to tell everybody about Jesus because I know what he's done for me. I know mm -hmm. he is so real in my life. So then I begin to pray every day, you know, and I made a promise to God. And do you remember Larry Lee from Rockwell, Texas? He yes. said, yes. I could not tell with me one hour. Yes. So I was praying and I was reading Bible. So I was watching TV and he says, I'm recruiting army who will pray for one hour. So I called the place. I said, uh, yes, I'll, I'll list my name in the army and then I'll pray every day. <laughs> I did that on my own. Nobody was in my room except me. But I know I made a promise to, you know, that that church, but I knew when I made the promise, God also heard my promise yes. to them. Yes. So I made sure that I kept my promise every day. I set my alarm. So we were going in the prison ministry. We we're doing all of that. So it didn't matter what time that I went to bed. I make sure I got up every day exactly at the same time I got up. And I spent one hour with him. You know, there's times where I couldn't stay awake. So if I sat down, <laughs> I knew I would fall asleep. So mm -hmm. I would go down the basement and pace the floor. I mm -hmm. wanted to keep my promise. Now, I want to tell you, did I know anything about supernatural encounters and visitations and visions? No, I didn't know anything. I was just keeping my promise. So Good. when I went to him, you know, we didn't have a CD, we didn't have any of these things. So I used to sing to him a cappella, and I would just make my promise to him and I would just pray every day. It, it wasn't anything supernatural prayers like that, but I just know that Lord is a faithful. He is, his Bible says, you know, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But first part, it says, you know, and, and if any Anyone comes to him must believe that he is God, right? And that mm -hmm. he exists. So, you know, I knew even though I couldn't see him, I couldn't touch him, I couldn't feel him, 
but I knew I was experiencing amazing love of God, something that I have never encountered experience in my life because I never embar- you know, experienced the embracement, hugging, anything like that when I grew up. You know, I never heard anybody say, you know, including mom and dad, said, I love you. And then when I I saved, like, I'm experiencing something amazing, not because God came and tapped me on the shoulder, but I believe that it was my passion and zeal, actually, I think, in, in a sense. But anyway, uh, in the process, when I did that, God began to manifest himself to me in a, such a real, tangible way. And later on, when I was exposed to a lot of these conferences and different you know, ministries like that, and I realized I was having encounters, visitations, visions, and all these things soaking. I didn't know that's what I, I just did, what I felt I was supposed to do. And here, Holy Spirit was training me personally, mm. you know, and I didn't know anything. So that's my beginning of, you know, just seeking the Lord and in my journey with Him. And so, you know, yeah, that's how I begin to develop my relationship with him, pursuing him and seeking him. And I, at, at times, I just got so hungry for the Lord. I thought I was just going to die. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, that reminds me of what Pastor Tony Kemp was talking about um, at, at his conference. And he spoke about it at our conference as well, our convention. And he spoke about it on our our podcast that we had with him before our convention and he was talking about the habits that we have Mm -hmm. the holy habits that we establish become our systems and those systems become our destiny and and Mm -hmm. so the way that the holy spirit was leading you in those days without even knowing what you were doing he knew what he was doing he was Mm -hmm. setting you up he was setting you he was he was developing that hunger in you it's the spirit of god that but works to both to will and to do of his good pleasure Mm -hmm. it it's it's Mm -hmm. his purposes in our lives because we don't even have a a a whole understanding of what our destiny is we have we catch Mm -hmm. glimpses we catch dreams we catch visions we catch just a feeling or 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 hearing a word from the lord sometimes we get a prophecy but but then there's a time when when you get a promise from the lord that you have to contend for and it's mm-hmm. in the faithfulness and the perseverance of contending yes. that gets you to through to mm-hmm. the promise yes. do you have any experience with that <laughs> yeah you know and when i was seeking the lord like that who would you know, I didn't think about, you know, what is happening now, you know, because Lord did not tell me that. And, you know, I didn't do that just because, you know, that I saw it in the future. That's what I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, what I'm doing now. Right. I was just trying to be faithful every day. I was just focusing on one day at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I was doing and God is you know, true to his promise, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So anyway, during those times, and, you know, if I may, can I share one encounter? Sure, please do. Please Is that do. okay? okay? Of course. So, <laughs> so I remember one day, and I, I have this little prayer closet down in the basement. My kids were little, so you know, I, you know, get away from them, come down the basement. And uh, this is what I did. I, I 
my family knew, my husband and my children knew, when mom gets in the prayer closet, nobody's to interrupt me. It mm. doesn't matter if a phone call, anybody knocks on the door. That is a her time with the mm. Lord. So anybody comes, mom is praying. So nobody, including my husband, nobody, you know, interrupt me, knock on the door, anything like that. So I stay in there until, you know, when I'm done. So anyway, during those times, and I'm on my knees, you know, I'm on my knees and just loving on Jesus. Oh, that's what I was doing. I was praying, loving on Jesus. I wasn't focusing on the visitations or anything like that. And out of nowhere, of course, you know, it was a vision. And Jesus was sitting on the chair and sitting there right in front of me. Beautiful. And I was just blown away. And in this vision, I was sitting on his lap, only mm. in the supernatural realm that you can understand this. Mm. And so I looked into his eyes and, you know, his eyes talked to me. His eyes says, I love you. 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 Mm. It seemed like eternity. It seemed like he told me that a million times. But there's no way that I can explain that. There's no way that I can even try to, you know, write in words. I can't. The next thing what the Lord did was he took my head, you know, took his hand and took my head and just gently guide my head to his heart. And then he let me hear, hear his heartbeat. Mm. And his heart, his heartbeat says every beat of his heart says, I love you, I love you, I love you, oh. I love you, I love you. And needless to say, when that was over and I was on my knees, I just wept and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. I, I don't even know how to explain. I can't. To this day, I still cannot explain. It was encounter that forever, forever, changed my life and so later on when i talked to dean braxton uh, you know when i explained to him about my encounter with the lord he says yes when he died and he went to heaven you, you know the dean braxton mm -hmm. he died for one hour 45 minutes and he went yeah. to heaven yeah. he says when he went to heaven he heard the footsteps of jesus and before he even saw Jesus, every first step of Jesus says, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love wow. you, I love you. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. And then Ivan Turtle, who died for three hours, and he went to hell and he went to heaven, when I talked to him, and he says, yes, that's what he says. Yes. Mm. So, you know, and that was one of the encounters I had during those time, you know, that when I was seeking, I mind you, I still pray every day. I still read my Bible every day. I still love him. I still seek him. I still pursue him. And he is just absolutely amazing. I, I feel like I barely know him. So I want to know him more. I want to know him better. So yeah. Amen. Yeah, Me wow. too. That's really what it's all about. So, so contending contending is really uh it has it it's its basis its roots in prayer wouldn't yeah. you say yes yes and and it's about it's about continually 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 seeking his face yes. diligently seeking him like you just said diligently yes. seeking him now 
when you began to uh, get the vision for being a pastor and for having a church, uh, I presume that it would be correct to say that you wanted to have the kind of church where the, the Lord could freely move and do everything that he wanted to do. So was there any kind of contending specifically for that? Um, I would just say, like I said, you know, earlier that I had not been in the church, you know, when I was growing up. So I had no like a religious background and I didn't know anything. And not only that, from the beginning, the Lord, Holy Spirit began to work with me. So I had no like a religious structures or, or <laughs> you know, the, the, any hangups. I didn't have anything. So not only that, when Lord begins to show me do things like I'm so hungry, I'm gone for it. And so unless the Lord comes in the stop, I just obey God. Whatever he shows me, <laughs> I just obey God. So I believe that's why, you know, one of the main reasons why there's just such a freedom here yes. and, you know, we want a God to have a, his way so he can do whatever he wants to so that he can answer our prayers. And that is a God's desire and God's will that he wants more than we do. He wants us to, you know, he wants to answer our prayers and he wants his kingdom to come. And he, he wants his kingdom realm to manifest in our midst so we can tangibly experience his presence and his power and his glory and his ways so people can tend experience reality of him and reality of his kingdom and you know unfortunately and I'm not saying you know we are all there I'm not saying we're doing all of that but I'm just saying is we are learning the more we give him room we make him room we are seeing amazing things that happening in our midst and not only in our midst we are seeing this in many other places so you know maybe contending if, if that's okay, I can just share a few of the, you know, things that what I had to do for, to contend and, yeah. you know, to, you know, where we are right now. Yes. You know, we have not arrived and, and the Lord gave me dream 2003. And if I may share the dream 2003 and I'm pursuing and it's, you know, it's ever unfolding. It is amazing. You know, God, God will do his part if we do our part. You know, we want God to do things, but meantime, if we don't cooperate with him and we don't partner with him, if we don't contend with him, and if we don't dream with him, then what God intended from the beginning will not manifest like a way he wants to. So I'm not saying, you know, like I do all of that, but I'm just saying, I'm just going to share my story about what, you know, some of the ways that, you know, uh, I need to contend for yes. what God has given me a dream. So quickly tell you the dream. 2003, the Lord has given me a dream. In the first scene, and, you know, uh, is that I saw this very large room. In large room, it was it was so large, I couldn't really see the walls. And it was a very, it was, seemed like everything was white and it was very bright. And it, the atmosphere and the feeling of us are full of joy and full of life. And it was so much laughter and joy in there. It was hard to describe. And the, and the center of that room, there was a table and it was a shape of 
uh, of a cross. And on that table, there are all kinds of variety of a food, fruits and different type of food. And people were different, sending different parts of the room and just laughing and enjoying. And it was just full of life. And then immediately the scene changed. And the next scene was a map of United States of America and map of South America. And then lighted arrows from all around outside of the United States of North America was a pointing to our location and out of a voice spoke this is a focus point focal point and the people from all over the world will be coming here and that audible voice woke me up and i thought how could that be possible i live in a town community population of 500 we don't have a gas station we don't have a restaurant we don't have a stoplight we don't have hotel we think we have nothing. Can any good thing come out of a Nazareth? Can <laughs> I can do you know anything with somebody, nobody, no education, no qualification? But I knew, I knew that dream was from God. And I began to fast and pray contemptful literally every day that I pray that dream to come to pass. So in the process, I fasted, I, didn't, I think two to three more 40 days fast. I fasted wow. 21 days, seven days, three days, many, many times. And we came to church literally every day to just pray, cry out to God. And I remember one time when we fasted 40 days, we came together every day, this, those during 40 days, every day. We did not miss one day. Every uh, every day we came together, we prayed every day, contending for revival, breakthrough uh, on, on day 40, and we prayed every night. Did I see something immediately? I don't think so. But I so <laughs> believe in the dream God has given me. I so believe in God's desire to see revival come. And so therefore, we did not go give up and we did not quit. Uh, was I discouraged? Yes, because uh, there were times it was amazing. There are times like, I mean, this looks really bad, you know. <laughs> but we kept on pressing in and we kept on contending for. And if I can just fast forward, the year when you and, you know, Philip, when you, you all came to our conference, uh, year 2020, at the mall that where we had a conference. Yes. So that that's one of the examples of a I had the contempt for because there was during the COVID season and everything was shut down. And you know Illinois is one of the probably strictest state, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and, or the United States. California is one of them, Illinois was one of them. And so anyway, every literally, you know, all the places were shut down and business and church and Everything was shut down. And, you know, we had the conference scheduled for in April, in July, and September. And so anyway, in July, we had Kevin Zedai come to speak. I made phone calls after phone call. I made phone call after phone call. You name it. And every place that I can think of, I called the churches, golf clubs, country clubs, hotels, restaurants. I mean, and I can't even begin to imagine all the places 
I called. And you know what? I made sure that I didn't get discouraged. I did mm. not give the enemy a second Good. to breathe a word to me saying that it's not going to happen. Because of the, if I gave him one second of my mind, my ear, enemy is going to say, you're wasting your time. This is not going to happen. Remember, it's a COVID. Remember, Illinois is one of the most strictest states. It's not going to happen. I kept saying, so I kept on saying, I said, Lord, I'm not quitting. I'm not going to give up. And no man is going to cancel this. And as a matter of fact, I said, God, this was your will. It was your idea. You gave me your desire. Therefore, I expect you to bring it to pass. And I'm going to keep on making phone calls. I'm going to contend for it. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. And Lord, I am not going to cancel this. Even if I have to put up a tent in my backyard and, you know, rent a porta potty, we are going to do this. And that's what I said. And God saw me my tenacity, God saw my unyielding you know, spirit, and God saw my, you know, the, the passion that just wanting to see he, you know, that reveal and display his power. It's a little like Elijah, you know, on Mount Carmel, you know, contending yeah. for, you know, destroy, you know, you know, the, the uh, prophets of Baal. So anyway, and during that time, I made a phone call to a manager in, you know, Peru Mall, we're here. And he says, I have to call headquarters. So I did not hear from him. And so and it, so now, you know, I have no option. It's about a couple of weeks before the conference. Oh, and wow. I said, I'm not, yeah, I mean, very close to the end. I said, I'm not canceling it. This is it. You know, I, so I was making, I was making phone calls to places where I can rent tent, you know. And so anyway, I was doing that. So I remember clearly it was a Monday morning and I was pacing the floor and I was contending and decreeing, declaring and prophesying. And I, the Lord gave me a you know, scripture from Jeremiah chapter one, nine and 10. And I, I took it and I took that scripture. I began the just to prophesy and declare. And I just say, Lord, I expect the phone call to come through today. I put a demand on you. This is not going to be canceled. It's going to happen. Phone call. I demand that come in today. I don't even know what I said, how I said. But anyway, <laughs> that day, about two to three hours later, phone call came from manager of that mall and he said, Young, I got a phone call from the headquarter and saying that you can have a space in the mall. So we were able to have a conference. <laughs> yeah. That was a July. We packed the summer around three to 350 people. Yeah. No social distancing and no mask, nothing. We did not. We just did regular service. Do you know what? And some of the people were complaining, but no CDC came in, no camp came out, nothing, nobody. It was glorious. So yeah. when you and Sharon, you and Philip came, that was in September. And right. we had more people in there. We extended space and, and you know, and so <laughs> then we cozy. packed about, yeah, we packed about 450 people in there and they gave us a favor. They gave us an extra space. And even the, somebody complained, do you know, cop came out, but cop says, I only had to respond to this call and he just, took the note, he left. 
I mean, nobody. <laughs> God did what he wanted to do. So what I'm saying is a contending for. It did not come easy. Right. I had to fight for. I took no for an answer. I said, no, Lord, I am not going to take no for an answer. You give me desire. You give me passion. That means you did it. Now I want I want to see that come into fruition. Now yes. show me, Lord. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the, you know, examples of uh, contending for. That's yeah. real contending. Yeah, that's real contending, yeah. Another thing, another thing contending for was when we did 40-day fast, when yes. we came together every day to pray on the 40th day, we prayed all night. That's one of the, you know, contendings that we did. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. That's real contending. It's not, it's not just something we think about. Or we talk about it's actually getting down and praying and fasting and whatever it takes. But it can't be something that we do out of our own flesh. You were doing yeah. this by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And when that's that's what makes the difference. You have to have that that knowing in the spirit that this is something that we have to contend for like like Elijah on the on Mount mm-hmm. Carmel you've you've got uh, he 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 got done with all of the prophets of Baal and then he tells Ahab you know you better get ready because I hear the sound of the abundance, abundance of rain, of rain. but yes. then he had to go yeah. pray for it and he prayed seven mm-hmm. times. So mm-hmm. there, there are messages that we get from the Holy Spirit. We declare them prophetically, but we still have to pray them through into fruition. So mm-hmm. now you you have been seeing some uh, miraculous kind of things happening in your church mm-hmm. that, be, th- that I believe is a result of the faithful contending that you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about some of those things? Yes. So... Let me say this. Many people pray. Many people desire. Many people pray. But we need to go beyond that. We need to put our prayer into action. There you go. And, and you know, prayer into action. And you don't just give up and quit after you try for a month. It doesn't work. If mm-hmm. you know that you know that Lord spoke to you, if you know that is word from the Lord, you know that God promised you, then you're going to have to contend for it. You're going to have to press in, press through. I mean, enemy is going to throw your way as many ways as it can. You know, just like uh, Elijah and Elisha's situation, when Elisha received the mantle of uh, Elijah, where, you know, he could have just gave up because, you know, Elijah trying to discourage him. And, you know, of course, I'm only even getting through all of that stuff. But I'm saying, saying Elisha, you know, he knew that you know what he was after he knew what he wanted and he contended for you know and you know that he received the mantle of elijah so you know the the thing is of course we know that ultimately elijah's spiritual eyes were open and therefore he could see that you know how elijah was taken up right Mm -hmm. and so therefore you know he was able to receive that mental and this is what we have to do is contending for is that you know you cannot give up along the way even though seemingly like Elijah's situation you know that the, the company of prophets came you know that you know that you know Lord is going to take you master so you know we hear a lot of these things from you know seemingly from Christian circles you know so many things will come our way sound right but you need to know what the Lord has spoken and 
then even though when the time of discouragement comes that you know that you're not going to quit and you keep contending for during that time and i will share this this point and then i will get into what you were talking about at one point we wanted to quit it was just very very discouraging and uh, uh, during that time and lord spoke to me he said young he says I'm preparing a table before you in the presence of enemies. While the enemies are watching you, watching you I'm preparing you for anointing. So when you mm. walk through the valley of a shadow of a death, don't even pause. Enemy <laughs> thinks he's got you. Enemy thinks he's got you, but I'm preparing you for anointing. So, you know, yeah. that he gave me that word and I hung on to it. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, so we are really, you know, our church, we pray a lot. We pray Monday night, we pray uh, Friday night and, you know, strictly set apart for prayer time. And not only that, we pray Sunday mornings, you know, our service starts at 930. We begin to pray eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, so anybody good. who has attended our conferences, they know that we, you know, begin to pray at least an hour prior to actually service starts. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I could say this, maybe we can, you know, uh, uh, attribute our success. And when I say success, please, I don't want you to take wrong. I'm saying is, you know, the, uh, what little we are experiencing, I'm just saying we want to give a credit to the prayer because in the natural, none of us are qualified. None of us are eloquent speakers, educated. None of us have a gifts. We don't have anything. And as a matter of fact, that we don't even have a live worship team. We use CDs. And you know, wow. so if a God can pour his spirit upon our midst when we don't have anything and he is pouring his spirit and he's manifesting his glory in our midst. And so, you know, uh, um, let me just say a couple things real quickly. So uh, we had conference end of April. And so Pastor Tony Kemp was here and Anna Warner, you know, was here. So the fire got broke up. So I remember those dates very quick, uh, you know, clearly because it was on May 1st. So on May 1st, there was a Sunday night. So it was amazing. So many people got touched under the power of God, fire of God. And some people were like, you can see literally, they were just like, uh, just baked in oven. They're, you know, sweats are dripping <laughs> off. And it was just amazing. It wow. looked like, it looks like a literally chaos, but it was a heavenly chaos, which was in order because people encounter the power and the presence of God. You know, I can probably tell you many, many things how, uh, this one time and when fire got broke out and I was just burning, burning, burning. And this lady and, you know, the head of supposedly had a brain tumor. That's I'm just telling you what I remember. Fire got touched her and she got healed of a brain tumor. Then she came back later testified. So I just wanted to insert that. But anyway, so when May 6th, May 6th is um, Friday after the you know Sierra conference so you know friday night it was our usual friday night prayer and so you know uh uh my my granddaughter who came to live with us during that time and she came to live with us you know anyway so she told me uh she says uh, grandma can we pray for my friend whose mom uh, was only given seven to eight months to live 
And uh, now she's in the hospital because she has a break, blood clots in her leg and her mm. arm and mm. five around her heart. And she, mm. uh, you know, she's on oxygen. I says, yes, honey. So we held hands together. We prayed in the afternoon. So when Friday night we came together, we begin to pray. And I was on my knees and I was contending for, of course, you know, uh, we had the people, all of us were joining together. We were praying and contending for, and I put a demand on God. I says, God, you know, this is your will for, you know, her to be healed. There's no way that you would give uh, her a daughter and daughter not get to see her mom. Her mom didn't get, you know, don't get to see her daughter gets married, have a kid. I don't remember, but just something like this. But I remember I'm feeling compassion in my heart. It was not like a usual, regular compassion. Something just kicked in. So I just want to know, I'm not taking credit because all of us, we came together to pray and, you know, but I was just telling you what I was feeling. So when we got done praying and I was on my knees, all of a sudden I smelled this tangible fragrance. Mm. was like so strong, so amazing. I was startled like this and I opened my eyes and I told the people, I said, oh my goodness, I'm smelling the fragrance. Would you come up and will you come on up and smell it? So several of them came and sat around me, got on their knees and they smelled the fragrance. So then people who didn't come forward, but they were sitting back there and they said they smelled the fragrance. So as a matter of fact, right now, I am smelling, I've been smelling the same fragrance that I am talking about right now. Wow. I mean, I'm sm- mm-hmm. it's so tangible wow. right now. I'm smelling the fragrance of Jesus right now. Glory to God. And so anyway, that night, okay, so there was no tangible liquid right, other than just a tangible, just a fragrance. So, you know, nobody sprayed on me. It wasn't, you know, something, put it on me, anything like that. So I went home and I washed. So naturally, there shouldn't been any residue of fragrance on me, none whatsoever. So I lay there and I'm smelling my hand and it was fragrance, the same fragrance that was manifested in our church. Wow. I said, I told my husband, I said, honey, smell my hand. And he smelled fragrance. He says, oh, yes. So then I called my granddaughter. I said, Jenna, come here. Smell the fragrance. She says, yes, grandma. Wow. And so then I said, good night, honey. She said, good night, grandma. And she turned around and she walked out to go to her bed to sleep. And this is her, her exact word. She says, grandma. I felt like a literally someone was a following me to my bedroom. Mm-hmm. So when she went to bed, that fragrance followed her. Wow. For the first time in six years, she slept without night terrors. Now I want to wow. tell you a little bit about my granddaughter. She's 25 years old. When she was 19 years old, her mom died. She was a brain dead. She was hooked on the life support. So my granddaughter was given a power attorney to make a decision to either leave her mom hooked on the life support or pull the plug on her. So she made a decision to let her go. From then on, for six years, that she has not been able to sleep at night. She was afraid to go to sleep now because every time she closed her eyes, all she could see was her mom laying in bed. 
Because of that, she went to see counselors, psychologists. Then doctor will put her on sleeping pill, anxiety pill, uh, you know, the all kinds of different medications. None of those things helped her. So now she was afraid to go to sleep. So mm-hmm. that's why she called that a night terror. She yeah. says, for the first time in six years, that night, she slept like a baby. She did not have a night terrors. Thank From you, then on, she's totally free of a night terrors. Praise she's God. no longer need anything, anything. So not only that, next day, Saturday, her friend who we prayed for that night, she got a message from her friend. Doctor released her. Saturday, next day, mind you, that was a Friday. She was in the hospital with the oxygen, you know, blood, five blood clots around her heart, blood clots around her leg and her arm. Released her Glory to go to home. And she was walking around living a normal life. Glory I mean, you know, amazing. So a month later, her friend's mom went back to the doctor checkup. There is no sign whatsoever. Praise God. Thank you. Only the power of God can do that. So amazing. Yes. So that is initially what happened to fragrance manifest. So, you know, like I have been smelling this fragrance about half an hour ago in such tangible way. At one point, I was smelling fragrance amazing ways anyway. uh, I was just just wondered like, wow, you know. So we are seeing uh, amazing things happening but one of the things i do really i want to focus on the lord jesus yes uh the presence of god so tangible here so we're seeing people getting healed without actually us touching them or praying for them so in Mm -hmm. my granddaughter's case i did not pray for i did not speak anything it was the presence of god touched her and set her free now few weeks back uh, there was lady in our church, you know, there are so many miracle testimonies, but this one lady particularly I want to share is that over decades, she's been dealing with a lot of uh, physical ailment and just a lot of issues, you know. So because of that, long story short, uh, she ended up in a wheelchair last year. And so, uh, you know, the, she attended one of the meetings, evangelist, and she got, you know, she was able to get out of wheelchair. But uh, after her steroids and things were not, she did not have any energy to do anything. So she could barely master her strength to get to work. That's all she could do. Sometimes she can't even get to work or she would collapse at work and her boss mm. had to, uh, you know, the, the driver home. So anyway, a few weeks ago when she came here and at a conference, all I said was, and I released joy unto you. She fell backwards. She lay there. She left hilariously. Joy of the Lord is your strength. That's right. Yeah. She got healed. Glory she got God. healed. She got healed. So she came back Sunday morning. She gloriously, gloriously testified. She just in laughter, laughter, laughter. I have not seen her laugh like that with that kind of energy and strength. But still, there were more things in her body. So one of the things was I guess she said was in I have in my texting she said that she was diagnosed with a, a autoimmune rheumatoid arthritis. Ooh. So because of that, she was experiencing a lot of swelling, a lot of pain, and things like that. So um, I think it was last not this day, Sunday, but the past Sunday, 
and uh, you know, Lord gave me instructions what to do. So all I did was just say, "Hey, you know, get together with somebody, and I want you to begin to prophesy and decree and declare. Live, dry bones, live. I want you to just begin to prophesy your speak life and live, and begin to speak life and resurrection power." Do you know she went under the power of God, glory of God? She lay there under the weight of the glory for about literally five hours. Wow! And she. <laughs> got up and she got completely healed of all of those things and she says even her husband and her daughter noticed a swelling has gone down now she can attend the church and she's excited so she's not restricted to just certain activities and she can just you know she, i see her enjoying life it is absolutely beautiful thing to see and that's what the glory of god is all about you know and yeah. so yeah god is doing amazing things so we are contending for and we want people to know that God is real. His glory realm is real. And just contend for if he can do for us. If he does it here, he wants to do this everywhere. Exactly. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, Hallelujah. exactly. And that's, that's why we're doing what we're doing. Because we're believing God for the fullness of the outpouring that he promised in Joel 2.28 on all flesh. So whether mm-hmm. you're in a cornfield or whether you're <laughs> on a beach or whether you're in a forest or whether you're in a big city or whether you're in cabin in the mountains cabin in the mountains whether you're driving down the highway god wants to bring his the his tangible presence to you that is Mm -hmm. that is a a a touch point of the outpouring that we've we've heard these kind of things in uh, the stories of revival through the years that that the thing that makes the difference is the presence of God and yeah. the contending Amen. for the presence is in prayer it's in fasting mm-hmm. it's in it's in obeying the holy spirit mm. yeah and you know um if i may there this was before even the fragrance manifested the presence of god is so tangible you know this one gentleman uh, who lives in missouri and when he came he needed a two hip replacement surgery. So he went to see doctor right before he came here. So when he came here, nobody prayed for him. Nobody did anything. When he went back, he didn't have to have a surgery. He's completely healed. God did a hip replacement surgery. So anyway, but I just, it is absolutely amazing what the Lord is doing. I'm just blessed and amazed the Lord giving me a dream in 2003, literally unfolding right before our eyes. We have people, uh, one lady driving three and a half hours one way, driving wow. every Sunday. We have a couple <sighs> driving from Iowa three hours of one way every Sunday, sometimes a Friday, sometimes a Wednesday and Sunday. Wow. And we have people driving from two hours one and a half hours. I'm just blown away what the Lord is doing because in the natural, I'm telling you, I'll be the first one to say, I'm scratching my head. I'm not uh, that great a teacher or speaker. I have nothing. I'm just blown away that these people are coming and they're so hungry. They're expecting. One of the things is when people come and they're come running in with the excitement and expectancy because mm-hmm. every time we get together, our service is so different. You don't know what's going to happen. So people are coming like they're just like they know something's going to happen. And I really feel like, uh, you know, that expectation, expectancy contribute 
to the miracles and you yes. know signs and wonders yes. you know yeah. so yeah i'm just like i'm blown away so and this is amazing thing say it's we can only say it's god and there's no way yes. that it's exactly you know yeah. coming in the middle of a cornfield i mean there's just nothing here right <laughs> right i love that i wow. love that so if people want to find you on the internet they can go to riverofdestinychurch.com is that correct yes i think i've got that yes riverofdestinychurch.com and you'll be posting more information about your next events but do you do you stream your uh your services Yes, we do stream from our church website and also on Facebook as well. And conferences, we do also YouTube as well. So during the conference, we do our church website, Facebook, and YouTube. So you have three options. That's very Mm -hmm. good. That's very, very good. So people that are hungry can find you and, Mm -hmm. and get connected to the thing that God is doing in your place and you know it's it's like it's like we we read about things that went on with the Welsh revival people would come from all over the world and they grabbed a hold of revival and they took it back to where they lived and revival broke out there it's like it's like coming to get a seed and then taking home taking it home and planting it and it becomes a tree there so you know yeah. where, wherever you are in the world uh, even if you can't get to this little uh, church in the cornfield in Lawston, Illinois, you can go to their website, riverofdestinychurch.com, and you can participate in the spirit. You can get a taste of it. You can see what God is doing, and you can uh, you can come and have it for yourself. Bring it, bring it home to you, wherever you are in the world. This is about the global outpouring. This yes, is about amen. the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on yes. all flesh. So as we close today, would you pray for our listeners? Yes, yes. Father, once again, thank you so much for this time. I thank you for amazing work you're doing, Father, all over the world, not only in Lawston. Father, you are doing this, Father, all over the world, where there are hungry people who are seeking you, whose Father they're contending, and who's running after you. I ask you, Lord, right now that you continue to pour your spirit upon your church, upon your people who are earnestly seeking you, who are earnestly pursuing. Father, I pray that you give them blueprints. You give them strategies. You give them, Father, extraordinary strategies to, Father, release you end time glory. I thank you, Father. I pray that you would also, Father, cause uh, your plan to come into fruition to, Father, many uh, those who are seeking you because you have given them dreams. You have given them your visions. You have given them your prophecies. You want to bring every one of this come into fruition. So, Father, this day, I agree with them, Lord, that your kingdom come and you will be done. I thank you, Lord God, for what you are doing, Lord God. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank, thank you, Lord. You, thank you, Father. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you're mm. so good. Thank yes. you. Yes, amen. 
So, Pastor Young, thank you so much for being with us today yes, on amen. this uh, episode of Global Outpouring. And we just bless you from the Valley of Angels here in Arkansas and, and look forward to the next time that we can be together. Amen. Amen. Thank you once again. It's such a pleasure to have you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence. Thank you.